Welcome to Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your favorite indie promotion of all time, that being Maine's own Limitless Wrestling. My name is Josh Nason. We're back on this week's show. We're going to talk everything from hard to handle, Ricky Morton's debut, new matches made for March 25th, a ECW slash WCW slash WB legend coming to Yarmouth, Maine. We're going to talk about that and everything else going on in the world of Limitless Wrestling and Let's Wrestle. So let's talk to the man himself, my co-host, the Grand Pooba of Limitless Wrestling, and the man who I'm hearing from the dirt sheets could be number 30 in this Saturday's Royal Rumble. It's Randy Carver. Randy, say hi to the fine people. How's it going today, Josh? I uh, I don't know if I'll be in the Rumble this year, but uh, I will be watching uh, my favorite pay-per-view of the year, so I'm, I'm always stoked to when it gets to the Rumble season, especially after seeing a Battle Royal live in person recently. God damn Gosh, right. Oh, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That was a, a battle royal of stars. I cannot wait to talk about. But yeah, the the Royal Rumble, it has to be better than last year. Because remember, last year's was one of the worst. And Shane McMahon booked it and then got fired by his dad afterward. You remember oh, that whole thing? Oh, shit. Why was it so bad? Why did uh, people say it was he, the worst? he booked himself to be, Shane McMahon booked himself to be in it and basically eliminated a bunch of people through the shitty punches that he does. And it was like down to like Brock Lesnar, him, and two other guys for the final four. And just the, the layout itself was, it was just awful. That was the stretch when they had day one and Rain, uh, Roman Reigns got COVID. And so Vince hotshot a title change. Brock lost the title to Bobby Lashley early on in the Rumble. Came back in the Rumble as a surprise entrant and won it. And the Rumble, the Rumble match was just, it was not good. It was like one, one received as one of the, the, most kind of boring and worst ones they've had in quite some time. So I'm hoping this one's going to be a little bit better. Well, something has changed in the product because I was watching on Monday and I saw Teddy long coming out, making a tag match. Like it was old times. So mm. they've got me hooked. <laughs> All it took was Teddy long. I, I, you'd be surprised. Sometimes it's the littlest things that just are like, all right, I got to start watching. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. Well, speaking of watching, Randy, we had uh, hard to handle. This past weekend in uh, beautiful Yarmouth, Maine, the, you and I were talking about beforehand. I hope everyone is uh, is good with the the weather is passed in terms of snow. We got hit hard here in beautiful seacoast area, New Hampshire, and I know people get hit all over our uh, our listening area and so on. But uh, yeah, the, the uh, luckily sandwiched perfectly right in between the storms, so no uh, no weather issues, no problems or anything like that, except for one travel related snafu that we'll get to in a minute, right? Oh man, right in the sweet spot. I was uh I was certainly tracking it all week and it looked like I mean they were predicting from the start that Saturday was gonna be perfectly fine, but you never really know till it gets down to the wire. So uh, you know, knock on wood, we've been uh pretty lucky this year as it pertains to travel and storms and uh any weather in general affecting shows in the wintertime here in Maine. Love it. Yeah. All right. Let's get to it. So hard to handle. You can watch us on IWTV right now. If you've not seen it yet, of course, taking place last Saturday at the beautiful Ambets in Yarmouth, Maine, a sold out crowd. Correct. I mean, that place was packed. Yeah, we were rocking. That was that was a cool atmosphere. I, I don't know. It's been it's been a hot minute. There was a buzz in the air from the moment that you stepped in, I felt like and just people were excited. And uh, that's the kind of it just it kind of reminded me of the Westbrook days. Honestly, that crowd like there was just something about it and just uh it felt good all night and people were there for it yeah big birthday party there yes oh man uh mr goodkowski i believe evan goodkowski i could be totally 
butchering and making up this dude's first name. But Good. Uh, yeah, happy birthday, Evan. Thank you for uh, bringing the crew. They were rowdy. Man, a birthday party gets an announcement at a uh, Limitless show, but the podcast doesn't. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and no Russell Prom. We'll get it in now. Oh, you son of a bitch. You beat me to it. Damn it. All right. That'll be the that'll be the best birthday present of all time for all the fans. Hopefully we'll see that someday. Anyway, I so let's start with this. A hard to handle. Uh before we get to uh the one travel thing that you told me about before. Uh just your thoughts on the show in general. I mean, everyone made it. The travel was good. We had Ricky Morton in the house, Carrie Morton in the house, Janai Kai making their debut. I'm always curious how they how the uh the newbies, the rookies, the limos get along with the locker room. But yeah, I guess we'll start with Ricky Morton. He was here. Yeah, man. And uh he was cool as could be. Uh, I met him for the first time uh, about a year plus ago at a vacation land show uh, in central Maine and thought he was the coolest then too. And literally said after that day, like I got to figure out a time frame to get uh, both Ricky and Carrie up here at some point. And I'm happy that we were able to make it happen. It was a pretty hectic day top to bottom. It just felt like we had a lot of moving parts in terms of uh, with the crew and the setup and, um, of course, we had to lay out a, a really strict uh, floor plan because we did know that we were going to be close to, if not sold out. So uh, getting that together is always a challenge. But, uh, you know, shout out to the Limitless Dojo crew who were there bright and early and some of which actually participated on this event, which is really cool. And uh, others were thrown around the ring at a later point in time. But <laughs> um, no, nah, man, it was uh, it was a good time all around. I felt great about the show, honestly. Um, good. And I know that's not always the case. And, and we talk about it for real, usually uh, that night or the day after. But we tried uh, we tried some new things that we don't always do. And uh, of course, we had a legend in the house, which is always a special night. But uh, it really felt like a good one. Yeah, I would agree. People, uh, the vibe was good. I was standing near the the front entrance, and uh, it's good to see kind of the people coming. And people were, yeah, they were they were excited. They were good the whole time. And you know, sometimes even at intermission, get some people that clear out. But I'd say, yeah, ninety five percent, ninety five percent of the people were still in the house. So that was uh, that was a good sign as well. I do have one long standing request for the Armith Ambets, if I may, Randy. Please, let's hear it. I wish they would set up another beer station somewhere else in the venue so that whole area doesn't get so clogged up by where the bar is and the, where the bathrooms are. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does turn into a club, especially this time. I think that and they actually mentioned it. There was a there was a bar record this time in terms of sales for okay. any event that they've ever done. So, yeah, uh, that was kind of crazy to hear. And I think that explains how clogged up it was it was also uh the gentleman behind the bar's first wrestling show and sometimes i don't know if you really know what to anticipate with how much people are putting <laughs> down at these things but uh yeah, yeah it was uh I, I think we can definitely uh either maybe get uh you know some drinks separated from there into a into a second area or uh maybe just make a lane area more prevalent i think i think if you did a, a beer thing over by the pizza that'd be the most Obviously. Yeah, that seems logical. People are whole... already going over there for food. Yeah, because that whole area also, if you people know this via shows, is pretty open. Like other than you know, obviously at the beginning when people are getting autographs and stuff, as far as during the show, it kind of like split the crowd could, you know, it just makes it there's a lot of room there just to go up, get something and, and what have you. So just a just a thought there. All right. Well, let's start right from the top. There's so many things to talk about here, but I guess we'll uh we'll start right from the uh, the opening bout, which if I'm going to my notes here, it would be, oh, of course, how, how can I forget what the opening bout was here? So this show started out with uh, the one and only uh, Connor Murphy coming out. 
And Connor Murphy, uh, always loquacious in his own way, he was uh, he was not having it. And he even shoved beloved Rich ring announcer, Rich Palladino. Randy, can you believe that? I mean, are you going to find this guy or what? That's a little much. It's a little much when you put your hands on Rich. You can snatch that microphone, sure, if you're fired up. But uh, a little much there to start things off. Yeah. Is, was that a brand new microphone? It looked like it was from like the 80s with the green uh, green cover and all that stuff. <laughs> it's quite new, and it almost got blown right off the rip. I thought he busted that thing. Not even yeah. two words in. Yeah, Slams exactly. that thing against his hand, and then it's silent. I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, he was blaming you. He was blaming you for in limitless uh, uh, ownership and, uh, and, and leadership for not letting him talk. But he eventually got thoughts off his chest. And uh, you, know, you can listen to those. I don't know how much of those are value to the people. However, you know, Connor's out there. And I don't know if he was looking for a fight, but he certainly got one. Because another guy looking for a fight, Rip Bison, came into this night with no match plan. And he just said, screw it. I'm going to come out there and kick this guy's ass. Impromptu match. Bison uh, won following the... His cactus jack elbow on the outside of the ring, and then the Love Gun Lariat back inside the ring. His fifth straight win, and uh, we'd hear a little bit more from Rip Bison later in the night. We'll get that in a minute, but uh, a good start for Ripper. And you know, Connor learned that you know you run your mouth. Sometimes someone comes out there and shuts it for you. Yeah, cool to see Connor Murphy back at 100 percent and uh, returning to singles action here. And I mean, he was straight up. He said he was going to dog walk anybody in the locker room, and uh, you know, Rip came out looking for a dog walking. You know, it was. Uh, it was not Connor Murphy's night, but, uh, you know, uh, pugnacious for sure. Cool to see him come out there looking for a fight like that. And uh, he's got another big fight coming up, actually, uh, next week. We're going to talk about it later in the episode. But uh, Ripper just continues to dominate and, uh, you know, made a statement with this one, I would say. He did. And speaking of making a statement, followed that by the Becca against the debuting Janai Kai. Again, this is Kai's limitless debut, the, uh, the kick demon. And, she, and Becca was looking for her fourth straight victory. First time ever these two have squared off. And this is a good one for Becca. Uh, survived a varying array of kicks, if you might imagine, from the kick demon. But in the end, Becca picking up the win, signature 450 splash. And if you noticed, Randy, you probably noticed this. Uh, I don't know if you watch this, noticed this on the replay or watching it live. Becca's knee on the 450 came right down on Kai's face. And I, I did not notice it live, but I noticed afterwards Kai was a little slow to get up, a little bit slower than usual, obviously getting hit with a 450. But uh, in watching the, I, I, I caught up and watching the uh, the IWTV replay the next day or two days later, and I was like, wow, that looked like it hurt. But it seems that she was okay. She wears a, a mouth guard, which is good for her. Got the uh, well-earned please come back chant. And yeah, Becca picking up her fourth straight win and Janai Kai making a pretty good impression, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, you know, not everybody's leaving to a please come back chant. As nice as it is and as nice as uh, our crowd typically is, you're not always getting that. So uh, a valiant effort, and uh, obviously people want to see Janai Kai back. I think we'll make that happen. She's on her way to Japan here in a few days. They're really competitive. I think both uh, both really throttling each other at different points in time, and uh, you really had to hang in the pocket with both of them. And it's cool to see Becca continue to kind of rise to the occasion against these wrestlers who uh, really bring different styles to the table. I feel like during this winning streak, like these past three or four matches, especially have really tested her in new areas, kind of similar to Rip Bison, who uh, both these wrestlers continue to rise the ranks of limitless wrestling. And it uh, doesn't matter what kind of style you're throwing their way. They're able to kind of weather the storm and get out of it. I, I don't know why I just thought of this, but why, what would a Rip Bison versus Becca match look like? Jesus Christ. I, I mean, I put nothing past Becca at this point watching her and Gary J throw hands in Worcester. True. So 
Uh, I think she can hang in there with anybody. Ricky Morton making his official Limitless debut against Channing Thomas, the World Classic Challenge. Of course, Channing flanked by the one and only former WWF Hall of Famer, two-time Hall of Famer, I believe, uh, Sidney Bacabella. And this was... <laughs> No matter what, you know, I, I you know, Bacabella had has his issues with the uh, Ricky Morton dating back to the territory days and some money owed and and all this as well. But both, uh, you know, Channing and Sydney were uh, very frustrated because Ricky was was uh, in their heads, and Bacabella kept jumping up on the ring apron, getting involved, trying to distract Ricky Morton was not working. Channing getting frustrated, and eventually, you know, Bacabella gets uh, Eric. Discussing things with Eric Greenleaf, tosses a pair of brass knucks. Thomas about to deliver a punch to Ricky Morton, and then his son, Kerry Morton, ran out, thwarted that. Greenleaf calls for the bell. People are a little bit disappointed, kind of like, what's going on here? Thomas and Bacabella were heading for the hills. And Ricky Morton, the veteran that he is, grabs a mic and says, you know what, Sydney, if you want to be in the, the ring so much, have and he presented a tag team match. So himself and Kerry... Carrie sporting, uh, I believe, a, a cast for, I assume, a broken wrist or broken hand of some sort against uh, Channing Thomas and City Bacabell in the main event. Bacabell didn't uh, seem too enthused about this at first, but the match was made for the main event. And uh, yeah, this was a, an interesting way to kind of to start this. And and But Ricky was game, man. He was loquacious as always, uh, talking to the fans, talking to Sydney, talking to everyone. But yeah, Ricky Morton making his official debut and... Uh, not one, but two matches on this night. Yeah, Ricky Morton matchmaker as well. Uh, what a way to make your debut, you know, uh, going from a singles match with Channing Thomas to the main event, tagging with your son, Kerry Morton. And mm -hmm. uh, like you said, I mean, cool to Kerry to even still come to Maine, nonetheless, wrestle on this show because uh, he is, you know, persevering through an injury right now and um, a fighting champion as well. The NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion brought the belt for people to see, which I think yeah. is always a cool experience. Um, but yeah, uh, that set us up for quite the uh, tag team grudge match later on in the night. Is Certainly. that the first time that you can recall a former WWE Hall of Famer uh, opposing a current WWE Hall of Famer? Ah, uh, boy, there's not a lot of exiled former WWE Hall of Famer. So I think the I, list I, is quite small. I mean, I think you probably made wrestling history last Saturday. A Pentry Maine Pro Wrestling Hall of Famer, humorous, won a battle royal to earn a future Let's Wrestle title shot. Uh, before, actually, let, I'll go through the math. Uh, no, actually, I'll start here. John Alva on Twitter mentioned John Alva, if, in case you don't know, he used to be a, a former co host of this show and uh, has done some things in pro wrestling before, if you don't remember him. Anyway, so John uh, mentioned that. When Humorous was announced for the Battle Royal, it was a nice Easter egg for those into like main indie wrestling history or something like that. I am not familiar with Humorous. Do you want to uh, uh, regale the fans with that may not be familiar with this character and who uh, what the story is? Yeah, I would love to. Uh, I bet there's approximately three listeners to this podcast who even have a clue who Humorous was before this. But uh, there was a tag team back in the day. I would say uh, this would be 2000. 15 16 era um and this is uh just local to maine wrestling and i would say some of uh massachusetts indie wrestling but uh humorous and scully uh collectively known as the fog the faces of graves uh <laughs> faces of graves you say faces of graves they were uh they were the henchmen at one point for former iwe champion siler graves um the two characters uh you'd later come to know as danger kid and aiden agro 
Um, and those characters had been, geez, I, I would say uh, on the shelf since probably the end of 2016, maybe early 2017. But um, yeah, no, no new iterations. I, I don't believe that the Scully gear even exists anymore. Um, so this was this was dug out of the depths of a basement that was, you know, uh, an old gear bag, but um, somehow found, procured, and washed ahead of this contest. I would hope. <laughs> I would hope. I would hope. Anyway, uh, so this battle royal was a uh, mix of talent from, uh, as we mentioned uh, before in a, in a previous show, a uh, mix of limitless stars, uh, Let's Wrestle, and also former EWA and IWE wrestlers, I believe, so true Who's who of main wrestling history? So Jay Haru, Adam Booker, MSP, Humorous, Delmi XO, Cousin Larry. <laughs> great to see Cousin Larry in there. Connor Murphy, double duty tonight. The Bulldog, Dave Dyer, Troy Nelson, Jake Hess, Perry Von Vicious, Dylan Nix, Alexander Lee, Samuel Radcliffe, and without the wine bottle, ZPB. So quite a, uh, quite a cavalcade of stars here. Yeah, it was such an eclectic group but, uh, <laughs> i'd say so i just that there was i don't know i was just writing like the list on paper like the night before just kind of looking down and even that day like i was uh i was sitting with alexander lee i think we were getting notes together for rich paladino and we just kind of like looked at each other and chuckled just of like where else are you going to find Delmi XO and cousin larry in the same match and it is never going to happen again you know what i mean like i, I don't know Love that so, shit sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's quite a quite an eclectic miss. Alexander Lee making his return. So oh, that was a, a nice surprise. Yeah, cool talk about that? that. Yeah, talk about that. Oh, I just I miss that dude. I love that dude. Um he's around uh so much now and just kinda I think, you know, rebit by the wrestling bug a little bit. So uh this was I you know, I, I uh I knew he had locked in for the Jake Hess match coming up uh, at the Let's Wrestle show February fourth. I didn't want to push anything or, you know, rush into anything. So I did leave it, you know, we were, we were going to announce that we had a surprise and uh, I was going to leave it open-ended just in case anything fell through or he may have felt differently, but uh, he was guns a blazing and uh, had a great time. Like we, we spoke candidly on the ride home just uh, about where he's at and he felt great, you know? And like, I know that, uh, conversations with your friends you know what i mean in wrestling like it just sometimes it's uh it's a tough game to be a part of you know what i mean and like there's a lot of thoughts actions and uh reactions that go with everything in wrestling and sometimes it's a lot and it weighs heavy and uh he just felt so fucking good about everything so i think that he'll be in the mix whether it's limitless let's wrestle or anything that we do in general uh pretty frequently moving forward like a wrestle problem <laughs> we'll see i'll <laughs> take him as my date <laughs> uh and do you so before we get into the actual match itself real briefly uh there were two participants that showed up approximately what 30 seconds before the match started oh yeah i forgot about this yeah um so msp were double shotting this is not something that we typically do or even have the opportunity to do because uh a lot of shows obviously where we are in maine like there's not too much that's very close uh we had a date mix up because originally like we had uh they're probably two people who get the limitless dates first um we're always kind of bullshit and we have a group chat where we kind of just bullshit like uh you know what's going to happen when for a year uh, we had originally scheduled the January show to be the same day as the Royal Rumble. 
but obviously that sounds like a bad idea. So I, I didn't realize the Rumble was going to be on Saturday, not Sunday. So we flipped the date back a week and moved it to the 21st. Uh, I don't know if it didn't get posted in that chat. We had not. For some reason, it just was never carried over. And <laughs> we found out on the way home from the Worcester show, oh, shit, like we never communicated this date. And uh, they were booked for APW in Tewksbury, Mass. So uh, we were able to finagle it where they went on early in Tewksbury. The show was a uh, 6.30 start, I believe, which was Was it you know, Tewksbury what was it? Newburyport. Maybe it was Newburyport. I think it was Newburyport. Yeah, because I, I was I was curious, and then I saw I was on their on their socials. I saw a date, and I'm like, Newburyport's a show in Newburyport, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's not too far away. <laughs> I just knew we had an hour and twenty minute drive. That's that's what we that's the math that we had to equate with where this was going to be on the show. Yeah. Um, and like there was another piece of the puzzle too. Like they would have been absolutely perfect, but we changed the order and had to move the battle Royal to four on the card. And uh, it was just such a toss up if they were going to make it in time, because I knew that we're, it was really like I was in communication with them on the way and it was going to be really tight. And uh, all of a sudden, like uh, Ricky Morton's on the mic. I'm, I'm texting him again. I'm getting no response. So I'm like, all right, they're either, they're either here. Someone was going to tell me when they were there. I just never heard anything. So uh, we're just, we're playing the music. I have no idea. And I, you know, I just <laughs> leaned over to Ethan and I'm just, not that it mattered for the music. I'm just like, yeah, I just, I don't know if MSP are going to be in this thing. He's like, what? <laughs> and literally uh, just about as soon as we had that conversation, I look over to the curtain and there's Aiden Agro like waving hello. <laughs> I'm like, all right, they're in, here we go. And they were out the curtain, not even 30 seconds later. So uh, good thing there was a spot close. Yeah, I the I I like the uh, the music for the road being the um, being the entrance music for everyone. Yes, how about that? That's a throwback. Uh, so that song is actually uh, produced by Ryan Curry of Holy Filth, who that's the band who does the song for the Mojo at the Dojo series. Oh uh, yeah. So kind of keeping it all tight knit, but uh, Ryan's done some awesome stuff for us in the past. Nice. All right. So the final four in the battle royal came down to Adam Booker, Connor Murphy, Alexander Lee, and the one and only Humorous. Lee eliminated Booker. He charged Murphy the clothesline over the top. Both guys didn't follow the floor on the apron. Humorous and uh, dropkick both guys at the same time to win. And then a few minutes later, uh, he revealed himself. Well, I, jumping ahead of myself. So Humorous wins. And all of a sudden, Mac Daniel strolls out. Because, of course, the winner earned a future Let's Wrestle title shot. That being on March 25th. And so he, Mac Daniel's. Strolls out very confident because he's like, he's not taking humorous very seriously. He wants a contract signed right then and there. He didn't want to wait. And so he signed it. He offered the, uh, the pen to humorous and, and the, uh, the contract humorous signed it as well. And then a few seconds later, humorous reveals himself to be none other Randy than BRG. He swerved him. He tricked him. It was him all along. And now he's going to get his title shot. At March 25th for the Let's Wrestle title against Mac Daniels. Mac Daniels completely fooled by BRG, aka Humorous. And the technicality here, and of course, that you know BRG was not allowed to get a title shot against Mac Daniels uh, because of uh, the Andy Brown uh, loss at the, in December. However, it was Humorous that signed the contract. So that is, he, he found the loophole. Very smart by him. More on Mac Daniels in just a minute. 
And then this was this was awesome. This is my most anticipated match of the night. Alec Price against Des Cole. This was all that was promised, and this this was great. This was great. I will tell you right now. Spoiler alert: This will make it on my top ten matches of the year. If there's nine better, if there's ten matches better than this this year, then you're gonna have a great year. I'll tell you that much. This was uh, this was awesome, and both guys just brought out everything in the arsenals. We're going toe to toe. It was it was really great. And then in the end, uh, you know, kind of the closing stages. Bufa looked to have it won. You know, hit Bryce with a DDT on the apron after a, a forearm battle. Had a big Terminator dive on the outside, landing on his feet, which is just amazing in doing that. Tried to hit a Swanton backside the, in the ring. He missed. And, of course, the uh, former Limitless Wrestling World Champion hitting a second surprise kick of the match. Getting the victory. Ends Cole's win streak. Price now has two wins in Limitless. And big questions about what's going to be next for him. This was awesome. This was this was like again. I could see this match five more times, ten more times. A series uh, doesn't matter. I'd love to see these guys do it again. But this uh, this first one was great. Yeah, they've uh, they've really set the pace. I think for matches to live up to this year. Um, incredible showing from Bufa. I think that uh, over these past couple shows, but this one especially, just continues to take leaps uh upward 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 literally leaps (laughs) yeah literally and now hanging with uh with the guy who you know was the champion was the company so to speak for uh the better part of a year that's that's huge man that's huge and uh shows what bufa can do in big match situations and you know when the lights are shining the brightest uh what he brings to the table so uh, i think there's a there's a ton of growth and uh and despite a defeat a lot for him to be proud of as he moves forward in 2023, which feels like a career year for him. Yeah. And Alec, I mean, let's not sleep on Alec two straight wins after losing the limitless title back in, uh, back in September, he seems to be, to be back in the mix. And I'm very interested in what happens with him next. What's his motivations? What does he want? And, and what's things going to look like for him? I mean, I don't think Alec really rests until he's the champion. Once again, I think that's the ultimate goal for Alec. And, uh, it will be interesting to see this next couple months just to see his trajectory and limitless and what matches come his way because uh, I think he's got some big matches on the horizon and maybe some dream matches that we can get done this year with Alex. I like it. After the intermission, we had the aforementioned Mac Daniels come out and you know, even though the, he had the shock and could have been a little pissy with you, you know, and inside to walk out the door, he still showed up. I give him credit for that. And he came in the ring and reiterated what he said on social. He wanted someone different tonight. And you gave him someone different, Randy. Non-title match. Slade. You can't get much different than Slade. And Slade comes out. And, of course, uh, as I was telling you before, kind of, you know, my knowing this from where I was standing, you know, some people don't really know Slade's music right from the first hit. But then when he popped through the curtain, there, were, there was this collective, oh, shit, <laughs> through the crowd that Daniels was going to get uh, taken to the woodshed. And he certainly did. This was uh, a physical match. And there were chairs that almost got involved, but they uh, they did not. And in the end, uh, Mac Daniels being crafty picked up the win after Slade and referee Nate Speckman were fighting over a chair that Slade wanted to use. Uh, Daniels hit a low blow, rolled Slade up, and got the victory. So he ends in the, the uh, BRG match, continuing his his win streak. And however, Slade wanted to take his pound of flesh, and he got it, uh, choke slamming Daniels and. Walking out in the front door into the cold May night, the crazy man that it is. But this was a, a short match. This was a fun match. And Daniel's got someone, wanted someone different. He got someone different. 
and picked up a win, but also get a little bit of an ass kicking too. Yeah, I don't know if it's always the best thing to ask for something different with, uh, you know, characters like Slade or uh, maybe a Rip Bison in a locker room here. But uh, I will say, you know, surprisingly not the first time that Mac Daniels and Slade have faced off. It is the first time here in Limitless. And uh, what a challenge it was for Mac Daniels to try to endure this. Uh, like you said, he, he got taken to the woodshed over and over. I picture when uh, when you signed Slade uh, to this deal to uh, face Mac Daniels and not telling Mac, I'm sure, she has a big smile on your face, given the uh, issues you've had with your Let's Wrestle champion in the past uh, year or so. I mean, what can I say? Uh, <laughs> was I kicking my feet back and watching that one on repeat? Potentially. But uh, hmm. no, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty fun to watch. I picture Slade just, again, just like walking home. No shirt on and his jeans, just literally just heading straight home and trying to get a ride <laughs> over again. As Could a be somewhere out- crazy man on I-95. I know he's just out there somewhere, made, like taken up in Newburyport or something like that. Who knows? Uh, then we get to a Haas fight, Randy, and this was a uh, again two two meaty men slapping meat. Beats Andy Brown, so Andy Brown, of course, looking to keep the the good times rolling off his uh, win over BRG at the aforementioned Dirty Laundry in December. But of course, he was going into a very motivated beef, and he picked up his second straight win. And ending any uh, would-be win streak by uh, by Brown. This was a uh, hard hitting and Beef getting the win, hit his beefy bomb and then hit a top rope splash as uh, <laughs> the defiant Andy Brown flipped him off on the way down, knowing he was going down, going down to feet, but still wanted to send a message uh, regardless. And then so this ends, and then the champions music hits. Ace Romero and Ace Romero, we knew he was going to be on this car. I thought he was going to be in action, but Champ is taking the night off. I guess for some reason, may come as surprised you, Randy guy thinks he calls the shots now i don't know but he comes out and you know he, he knows that beef wants a title shot and kind of to paraphrase a bit he's just like you gotta you're doing okay but you gotta wait wait your turn and he had no interest in defending against beef and then rip bison comes out of course rip still piss and vinegar rate of fight no matter what and he wants his own title shot because again he's got this nice win streak going and he wants a shot, and Ace Romero says, you know, you guys can figure this out, and you have to wait, too. And eventually what happened, as you might expect, is three guys get into a big brawl, and Ace said, well, we're going to do this anything goes in a three-way, all three of us for the title, except for Saturday, March 25th in Yarmouth, and that will be a a violent affair for sure. I have be violent affair with any two of these guys, but now you have three of them in the same match. Is uh, it's going to be wild as shit when it comes to Saturday, March 25th. So, yeah, Beef picking up the win, and now it's going to be Beef, Rip Bison, and Ace Romero for the Limitless Wrestling World title Saturday, March 25th in Yarmouth, Maine. How about that? Yeah, things got testy pretty quick. Of course, Ace has had, and he mentioned it, he's had his matches with Rip Bison. He's had his matches with Beef. They're in the rear view for him, but I think everybody else who's paying attention and knows what these guys have done over the past calendar year, especially the last six months, I don't think there's anybody else that you could put above a Rip Bison or above a Beef right now, depending your preference. Obviously, everybody's going to have an opinion, but these are two guys, you know, swinging near the top of Limitless Wrestling, ready to take Ace on. So mm. uh, I think it's only fitting at this point that, you know, the, both of them are going to get a shot at the same time. Two guys who have come up together as rivals in Limitless Wrestling, and now they both have the same shot at the guy on top, a guy who's beaten them before in Ace Romero. So we'll see what happens there March 25th. And then the main event of the night, the impromptu main event, as you mentioned, New Limitless Wrestling booker Ricky Morton. It was uh, Ricky Morton and Kerry Morton taking on Channing Thomas and Sydney Vacabella. Put that in your bingo card for Limitless uh, events happening, things happening during the year. This, <laughs> I I loved 
Sydney Vacabella's outfit so much. Uh, it was <laughs> the 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 singlet, the uh, this the whole look was straight out of like you know 70s wrestling. I'm sure that's the uh, the look he's going for. Obviously, being the uh, former two-time WWF Hall of Famer, it was uh, it was classic. Uh, of course, Morton's had a slight disadvantage as uh, they seem to always like to be. Carrie sporting the cast on his right hand. Uh, Ricky hitting his signature Canadian destroyer, which I said could be, you know, Tennessee destroyer, whatever he wants to call it. Bacabella, again, just doing his best to distract, didn't want to get in there, did want to get in there, uh, got some offense in and then quickly get out of there. In the end, the Morton's picking up the victory. They uh, ripped Bacabella's wig off. Shocker, I did not know that that was Nas' real hair. Getting out the roll up on him for the victory, and uh, the Mortons go home victorious. And uh, Ricky, of course, taking the mic afterward and very, very loquacious. Thanks to fans for being there, being the fuel and the drive behind why they do this and providing a, a, a living for a lot, of, a lot of the wrestlers in the back and their opportunity to, to do this and uh, to perform. And he had a lot to say. He seemed, uh, I mean, I, I think, as you know, dealing with wrestlers, you don't kind of know what's genuine and what's not. And that's kind of part of the part of the deal. But this seemed to be genuine emotion from him. He seemed like, it seems like in this last run, he's, He's really kind of taking it in and not taking the um not taking the, the the fans cheers for granted. He's really like he's enjoying this and wants to let people know how much he owes to them. And I was just kind of observing him in the uh the the uh, autograph line and picture line before the show. And he just seemed generally engaged, you know what I mean? And I don't know why I'm surprised by that, but I think I think a lot of wrestlers could take a lot of notes on fan engagement from Ricky Morton. Granny's been in a, a, a much different position, but you see the same people on the way up as you see him on, on the way down. And not that he's on the way down, but like, you know, people are, are names, you you know this, like they get to indie shows and they may be like, I'm an indie show. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do this. Uh, I didn't get that sense with him at all. And I thought that was, I, I could sense that from afar. So uh, I thought that was cool to see. That's my my two cents or so. I don't think I could have said any of that any better, honestly. Uh, I I really do feel that about Ricky and that he's uh, just uh, present in the moment. You know, he's 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 here, you know, and he's happy to be here and he's happy to see the boys and girls in the locker room. And he's such a dude, such a character to have, like, you know, downstairs with everybody. It just puts people in a good mood. He's loose. He's not, you know. Like you said, you just don't always know what you're getting. But I think with Ricky Morton, it's a pretty safe bet that um, unless he's on the wrong side of the bed for any reason, he, he's going to be a joy and a light to have in the locker room. And I'd say the same about his son, a very, yeah. uh, very nice. And uh, I coordinated with him on a lot of the travel. He's super easy to work with. And um, I think he's got a bright future ahead. Just just an awesome, awesome family. Uh, great to have them in the state of Maine for Limitless Wrestling. And uh, I was happy that's how we sent everybody home. Yeah, so that wraps up Hard to Handle. Of course, you can watch on IWTV if you have not already. Again, I, the Ricky Morton stuff is a lot of fun. I mean, the whole show is good. Um, I Again, if you have not seen it for whatever reason, I don't know why you're listening to this show, but uh, the Ricky Morton stuff is fun. But also, uh, again, the Alec Price versus Des Cole match, I, I can't say enough good things about it. I think that was uh, a lot of fun. And with that, Randy, we're going to uh, skip ahead. Saturday, March 25th, we had a couple announcements. We have, again, as I as I mentioned, we had the Limitless World title, Ace Romero versus rip bison versus beef uh anything goes match we have the let's wrestle champion mac daniels defending against brg we talked about that in addition a big announcement at the show again the former ecw wwe and wcw legend two cold scorpio in yarmouth 
in Limitless for the very first time. Tell us about this. Dude, uh, I got to shout out my boy Isaac from Violence and Suffering Wrestling. Uh, he hooked me up with the the info to get a hold of Too Cold because there have been, I think, uh, probably back when Alba was on here, I think we had talked about it because there were like, there were just a couple different periods of time where I was trying to book Scorp and uh, I could not track down like reliable contact information. And it was always like, through somebody who either like wasn't responding on the regular or just felt a little, I don't know, just wasn't my vibe, you know? Uh, so I was happy to finally get it done and, and lock him into coming to Maine. I wanted to bring in Scorp forever and uh, legitimately one of my favorites from like uh, the OG ECW era, all the shit that I went back and watched and uh, just tears it up and still tears it up today. I, I literally watched uh, him and Speedball Mike Bailey from within the past couple months. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked, and uh, the match is bonkers. So I can't wait to get that out there too. That's good. All right. So, uh, and is there anything else announced for the show? I don't yeah, think there is. Uh, above the rest, oh, Tristan Ty, oh, that's Gabriel right, guy that'll be making their return. That's good. Yeah, they get to uh, their first match back since the uh, the big victory in December over the Work Horsemen. And yeah, it'll be more to come on that show. Of course, tickets go on sale as you're listening. This recording us on Thursday, January 26th. They go on sale on this Monday, 7 p.m., limitlesswrestling.com. Reasonable doubt, Saturday, March 25th. There will be no doubt that this will be a great show. Again, uh, two cold Scorpio, world title match, less wrestle match, and a title match, and uh, a lot more. So I'm looking forward to uh, to more on that. And, of course, uh, let's talk about February 4th in uh, Brewer, Maine. We have the uh, Let's Wrestle uh, benefit for the main skateboard association. We have some matches. Of course, we talked about Gangrel and Channing Thomas in the main event there, but we also have some, uh, some new matches as well. Yeah, that we do. Uh, yeah, this is uh, February 4th, Saturday night. It's at the indoor yard sale, 80 Rudman road in Brewer, Maine, a uh, portion of the proceeds are going to the main skate association. I actually did want to mention and, uh, shout out my friend, Will from the Maine comic and toy convention. They've got a huge weekend coming to Portland this April, but, They've actually donated a signed uh, AEW MJF figure that mm. we are going to raffle off uh, Saturday, February 4th, with all the proceeds from that raffle going to the MSA. Um, really happy about that. It's just such a cool piece. And uh, it says Limitless Rocks on there, so I did have to confirm that it was an MJF signature because I feel like <laughs> that's not something that uh, he would ever write. But the signature is legit, so uh very cool uh we're gonna be raffling that off we got a couple cool things coming from the msa as well that we'll probably talk about next week but uh yeah a couple additions to this one we mentioned it earlier alexander lee going one-on-one with jake has uh jake has product of the limitless dojo he deploys to kuwait a week after this event this is the last match before his deployment he's a u.s soldier and uh we're sad to see him go but happy that this match could happen this is uh the match that he's wanted for quite some really since he became a wrestler he, he wanted to uh, have this match because he knew, you know, he, he knew that there was a chance that he was going to get deployed. And that was always something that we talked about. Like if there was a match to send him off with, uh, he, he would love to wrestle Alexander Lee. So happy that's going to be able to happen. Uh, Mike McCarthy, the masshole, former Let's Wrestle champion, bringing back the masshole open challenge. It's been a staple of Let's Wrestle shows for years. And uh, he's added the caveat that he wants this to be someone that he has never wrestled in a Let's Wrestle ring before. So he wants some fresh competition here in 2023. A-game, Joseph Alexander goes one-on-one with Mr. Right Now, Aiden Agra, one half of MSP. Uh, the new thing, L Valentine versus Troublemaker Shannon Lavangie, two returns right there. 
And uh, I can confirm Let's Wrestle champion Mac Daniels will be in action. Mm. I like to hear it. Also, Jason Maverick, Big Country, is going to be on this show. And Randy didn't even mention this. The Limitless Wrestling World Champion, Ace Romero, in action against Connor Murphy. Connor Murphy, <laughs> I mean, boy, you talk about a guy that in, in a month's time, as we as we record this, he's uh he's not only back in the mix, he's like all up in the mix. That's it. All up in the mix. That, that's exactly what he is. Uh, this one's going to be fun, man. Uh, Connor Murphy and Ace Romero, absolutely no strangers. It goes back to the road, but even further than that. So uh, I'm excited to see this. And this came together really after, uh, you know, Connor Murphy two straight times uh, coming back off the shelf. Uh, you don't know if somebody's going to come back cold or really ready to go. And he's hitting on all cylinders right now. So uh, sometimes you just got to throw people into the fire and see what happens. It's going to be a, a great show. We'll talk more about that. Uh, I would assume next week as we go into the show, but yeah, good card up there. Saturday, February 4th, Brewer, Maine indoor yard sale. Of course, the, uh, the same venue that you debuted at with the Eric Johnson, uh, benefit show. And, uh, yeah, let's wrestle revamp should be, uh, should be good stuff. And I assume that is that an IWTV streamer? Is that an after the fact thing for people that cannot make it? That's going to be after the fact. So that'll be available on demand. Um, I would say within the week following the event. So if you want to see it live, you got to be there in person. Good stuff. And then, of course, you mentioned um, Mojo at the Dojo. You mentioned that a couple of times. I believe it's week three or four coming up this Saturday of the five week series, correct? Yeah, we've got week four coming up. Uh, we're actually uh, honing in on the finale. It's a five week series. So uh, this will be the last episode until the finale. Uh, the finale is actually going to air the morning of that Let's Wrestle show, February 4th. So uh, definitely check it out this week. We got a heater on tap LS Partano versus Diego Alvarez. Uh, I'll give you a little hint. Both guys are booked on the uh, Let's Wrestle card for February 4th. So if you want to get a little taste test of some people you might see in action on February 4th, there you go. Uh, Dylan Nix, a product of the Limitless Dojo, going one-on-one with hard work Barnaby Combs. So uh, some fun stuff coming up Saturday. You can check that out uh, 11 a.m., youtube.com slash Limitless Wrestling every Saturday morning or IWTV. Gotcha. Anything else I didn't get to? Uh, I'll always mention uh, PMC Channel 5 in Portland, 8.30 on Fridays. Uh, this week, actually, actually for the next three weeks coming up, uh, you're going to be seeing some footage from Hard to Handle. So it's it's already going to be hitting the airwaves. So if you don't have uh-huh. IWTV for any reason, if you're a Portland, Westbrook area resident, you can check that out, 8.30 on Fridays. And they have replays playing on PMC Channel 5 throughout the week. And then uh, also the, I will say, almost as important, I put my top 21 favorite matches. I should have done 22 and 22. I don't know why now I'm thinking of this, but I should have done anyway, my top 21 matches of uh, 2022 in Limitless Wrestling. You can find that at LimitlessWrestling.com slash news. And my number one match of all time, I'll, I'll say it right now, is uh, Ace Romero versus Alec Price. Anything goes uh, for the Limitless Wrestling World title. That was my favorite match of all last year, but I, again, I'm, I was going through my list and I'm like, I gotta... I got to give props to some of these other matches like Rat Daddy. That was a fun match against Anthony Green. Um, you know, just all these like stuff. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I like this. I like this. I like this. So I, I couldn't I couldn't pare it down to just 10. So 21 of my favorite matches uh, from Limitless Wrestling last year. You can find that. Of course, you can watch all those matches on IWTV or YouTube and and all that stuff as well. But uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun exercise putting together that list, put it that way. I love the list. I, uh, I actually dropped it on the Facebook page uh, earlier this week as well. So you can check that out on facebook.com slash Limitless Wrestling if you need to find it. But 
Uh, articles going up uh, every day, every other day on LimitlessWrestling.com. Definitely check it out. And uh, good way to keep up with the news, too, if you're maybe not a social media person. I don't want to assume everybody's on Facebook or Twitter. Sure. But, um, yeah, people uh, people digging the website lately. Good, good. I like it. I like it. Yeah, and uh, a couple wrestlers uh, seem to like my list as well. Aiden Agro and uh, my guy Morger. He made the list. So that yeah, he was uh he was happy about that. I'll take Hell that. Yeah, that's I'll awesome. Take that. take that. All right. So again, other plugs. Uh again, Saturday Mojo at the Dojo. You can watch that on Facebook or YouTube. Absolutely free. You can watch that or any of the other previous shows. IWTV as well. Again, Randy mentioned PMC channel five. And let's see what else. IWTV, of course, Pluto TV. Uh last last time I shout out Bissell Brothers for putting up a, a show poster. So we'll give him a shout out again. Why not? Right. And then also social media, LW Main on Twitter, Limitless Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Let's Wrestle 207 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Randy underscore Carver, LW on Twitter, Josh Dason on Twitter, LimitlessWrestling.com for all your ticket and merchandise needs. That being this Monday, tickets go on sale for Reasonable Doubt, Saturday, March 25th at the Yarmouth Amvets, Two Cold Scorpio. Do I need to say any more? All types of good stuff to come. Awesome stuff. Randy Carver, I'm Josh Nason. Until next time. Be limitless.